But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. have that music on for you guys here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, let's get into it. Seems like the NFL never goes away for us, though. David, the man that got Harris's mock draft 2.0, we like to call him David Kuyper because, you know, he's the original on here. And then we also have Frank McShay. You haven't done one in a while, though, Frank McShay. Well, because I'm just too busy. By the way, Jordan uh, Tiger Woods didn't make the cut at the Masters. Did you know that? I thought he did. Mm-mm, I don't think he did. It's no. the first time he missed the, missed the cut since 96, or did he make the cut? I think he made it. Because he said that uh, this is his 23rd straight time making it. Oh, he ties the Masters cut mark after JT unravels. Okay, so they updated that. All right. Into the NFL, though. You get to the draft. And, uh, David, you are now going to give us your draft, and uh, let's go. First up, number one draft pick. Let's go. The Carolina Panthers will select. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, best quarterback on the board, best quarterback in the country. I thought he was too small. Yeah, no, he's still the best. I mean, like, that's obviously going to be the question if people are going to Talk about his size, but mm-hmm. that numbers don't lie, performances don't lie. I think Bryce Young has proved, eh, in in this regard, you know, size doesn't matter. But yeah. men and women lie, though. Well, are he, you, tell, and here, are you and telling here, us a lie about this number one? And pick? here's the thing: Vegas odds have C.J. Stroud going number one. Mm. Which, by the way, the Bears should have drafted anyway. So now Carolina gets him. Who, who do the Texans take at number two? The Texans will take C.J. Stroud, a quarterback from Ohio State. So back-to-back quarterbacks. Back-to-back quarterback. Why is Stroud going to the Texans and not Carolina if Vegas thinks that Stroud is going to Carolina? I think um, C.J. Stroud is better fit for kind of what Houston wants to do versus what I think Carolina wants to do. I think C.J. Stroud, yes, is a quote-unquote overall better prospect according to analysts, and you can take that for what it's worth. I just think Bryce Young is is better suited for, I think, the coaching, um, coaching philosophy of Frank Reich and kind of Carolina. And also I just think if you're kind of getting a phrase for the franchise – I think, for me, 
it's easier to build around Bryce Young than C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Not taking anything away because I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just an Ohio State hater, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I just go by what I see on tape, what I look at. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You know, combine numbers and that all that doesn't matter. It's what you do in the gameplay when bullets are firing and you need to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up on the clock, the Arizona Cardinals, the team that you really love to hate on. Well, until they until they stop picking in the top ten, eh, they're going to be down there for a while. Um, and a lot of people are saying that this is possibly a trade with Indianapolis, so Indianapolis can go and get the quarterback. I don't think that they'll want to trade. I think they'll stay at three and pick Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, to be the next J.J. Watt for them. So, David, it, I've, I've actually got McShay's mock up right now. It's a two-round mock. So basically, you're saying that the Cardinals will take Will Anderson, which McShay has him, but after a trade with Indianapolis where they swap positions, and and I think that the Colts, I'll let you just say who you think they'll take, will take, do you think that they continue with taking a quarterback because they need one? Uh, I, I don't think that they need one, but I think they'll take them, and I think... They'll take Will Levis because Indianapolis, let's just call it spade a spade. They're going to take the white quarterback. They did it with Andrew Buck over RG3. They did it with Peyton Manning. Like, they did it bringing in Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. They're going to pick a white quarterback. So they're going to take Will Levis. Is he the best quarterback that's available? No, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a better prospect than Will Levis. And Will Levis is still a project, but... We know what Indianapolis likes. We know who Jim Mercy wants to take. Take that for what you will, Indianapolis fans, but hmm. prove me wrong. Hmm. Up next would be Seattle. They are on the clock. I think they've got defense here. Do they defense? And, and this, this is where it gets tricky because there are conversations about do they go edge rusher and kind of get the defensive line. Because they have a lot of needs on the defensive side. Do you address having a 31st-ranked run defense, or do you address secondary because you're in the NFC, everyone throws, and particularly within that division? I think that the bigger need for them is the secondary, and so I've been taking Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. Ooh. That's a a little bit surprising. (laughs) All right, and now we get to the first pick for the Detroit Lions. Brace yourselves. <laughs> I'm just going I I already know what I want here, and I'll just say it. I want defensive line bolster that line bolster that defensive line. Brad Holmes give somebody that can terrorize opposing quarterbacks along with Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston. I know that there's still a name on the board, but I see an, there's another one too who I wouldn't mind. Give it to me. So, part of me wanted to troll Lions fans and to have them taking a wide receiver. Just Don't to, you dare. 
just to have the city riot and take a wire Mike receipt. Mike oh. just kind of go off. I get it here. You're trying to be like, what's his face? I kept taking wide receivers in the mid-2000s. Matt Millen? Yes. Uh, those days were long gone, David. But not no, the losing no, I, of the lines. Uh, it's they, it's they going are, away. They are. so, But I think for me, and yes, they addressed some of this in um, free agency, I think getting a younger player that can come in and start wide away is the best place for me. So for me, with the sixth overall pick, the Detroit Lions select. Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon. No, no, why not? No, why not a cornerback? Frank McShay, you know, you're not having even made up a mock draft. Now you're saying no, no, no. Because look, I think they need more help on the defensive line. Okay. Because here's what McShay actually said. What did McShay say? The or- Lions are bottom three in yards allowed per rush at five point two and yards per pass attempt at seven point nine. Opposing QBR, 56.0. Third down defense, 45.1%. So, I say add defensive lineup. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech is available. Get him in there. Put him opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Or Jalen Carter's even available, too. He says he only work out with teams, the top 10 teams. Well, guess what? The Lions have a top 10 pick. But I also heard his workouts have been really bad. Would you really want to draft a guy like that that doesn't take the workout seriously he was winded after a couple of uh, drills and you also had the whole car accident thing too as well um, oh see i well like i said tyree wilson from texas Tech's yeah, available. i don't know I, some people are saying that the Bears should draft him i said nah, there's red flags already i, I want the best ability is availability and plus, and plus, David, you have to keep in mind that the here's who the Lions have signed at for corners. There's one of your boys, Cam Sutton, also signed Emmanuel Mosley and brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And so... So, yeah, why are they going to draft another cornerback? They wouldn't... I don't think they go corner at six. Now, maybe in the well, second round, I could, I, could, I could buy that. Well, so the reason I have him going... Cornerback at six one. I watched Cam Sutton. Mm, like he's good. He's like he's a good veteran. But in terms of someone that can kind of come in right away and start day one, I think that. And particularly, like yes, it's good to have um, pass rush. But in the pass happy league, you want to have solid corners and secondary play in Detroit. Like secondary is a need. Like you can never have too many young good corners. And yes, you have some of these veterans. But I think Christian Gonzalez, 1 and 1A in terms of Devin Witherspoon, you can also address defensive line with the 18th pick. There's still a lot of depth in that. I think for me, knowing that in the NFC, it's a pass-happy particular conference, and yes, you have um, issues stopping the run, which a lot of teams do, but... If the pressure doesn't get to it, then then you're left with what in the secondary. That that's just me personally. So we continue on with the Raiders, the seventh pick. Who the Raiders select? We have the sports the director Raiders. here from WXUT was telling. He was like, "Yeah, he said defensive line as well for the Lions." Thank you. I mean, we'll we'll see. I I can see, I can see them going defensive line, but I could also see them 
going corner. But yeah, in terms of the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm taking Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. Mm-hmm. The, the Cam Newton kind of not reincarnation because he's still playing in the league, but mm-hmm. out of the next this generation is Anthony Richardson, kind of the hottest prospect shooting up draft boards in terms of the quarterback class for sure. Uh, even though they already have Jimmy G in the fold. Right. Is, is he going to be there long term? No. No, I don't think so. No. Particularly with his injury history. You got to think about quarterbacks of the future now that you moved on from mm. Derek Carr. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson. Who I've seen um, even um, with Seattle kind of trade up for him. Or even try to get him at five. Mm. So... Yeah, Anthony Richardson is going to be a good player in the NFL. I think he's going to look good in that silver and black. Going on to number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. The dirty. And this is another one where they have a couple of needs. I thought about do they go offense because they need offensive weapons. I have them going Tyree Wilson here, the ad rusher from Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. Because I think they, they need help. A lot of places. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded down and tried to accumulate another asset in the first round. Um, get maybe get a first and a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number nine for the da Bears. The Bears. Now, some people are saying offensive line they need. I still say they need a quarterback, but hey, you know, you can't get everything you want. Some people are saying offensive line. Well, really, they need a lot of stuff. Some people are saying defensive line. Where do they go first, offensive line or defensive line? I think they should go O-line, but I'll let David say who Let's, let's see. What does David Kuyper say? Well, we just talked about him a couple moments ago, Jalen Carter. Why? That doesn't make any sense at all. Because, because they need defensive line help. And I think kind of addressing, yes, the off the field, but they're going to look at can't miss prospect. They're going to look at the ability on the field when he plays. But don't they need offensive the line? For, I mean, if you're going to keep Fields, and the whole problem was that it was his offensive line that failed him, wouldn't it make more sense to protect the money man instead of going for the defensive line? Because you can get a defensive lineman either through free agency or later on in later rounds. But the offensive line, especially the the, the right tackle, or no, the left tackle, it needs to be – you know, shored up. That's yeah. the most important thing is protecting field. That's been the whole problem. I mean, I think it goes offensive line first, then defensive line second. Now, if he had a pretty decent offensive line, I'd say, yeah, defensive line. But why would you get Jalen Carter, who, yeah, could be a can't-miss uh, product or player, but there's a lot of red flags being shown, and not to mention another big red flag is when you try to be selective of only what teams you want to work out for. That gets kind of dicey. There's got to be some offensive linemen out there that I could say, you know what, we're protecting fields. We're all in on fields. Doing defensive line is a Bears thing. Maybe you're doing it because that's what the Bears always do. They always want to pick defensive players. But that pick doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, here's who McShay has him taking in. He just has him going right up the road to Evanston taking Pete Skaronsky. Yeah, the tackle from Northwestern. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense than going on the defense. I mean, that right there, 
then then what? You're going to watch Fields run around some more next year? That that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, you basically explained it. I'm kind of thinking the Bears draft defense. Like they they kind of let the offense do what they do. They're they're going to live and die on. We're going to keep getting defensive players, even at the detriment of the offense. So, kind of just thinking, the McCaskies are going to look at. Yes, we have this important asset that we need to protect that we just said we're not trading him so that we can build around them. Hmm. Yeah, they're going to be like, ooh, Jalen Carter. Can't, like, he could have, you know, he was talking about top five, top four prospects fell into our lap. So, yeah, it's more of just knowing and understanding the Bears' makeup over the past okay. you know, decade plus of drafting. Okay. okay. Does it make sense? No, but everyone knows it doesn't make sense. No, okay, yeah, that's true. I, I see where you're going with that one. Now, number ten, the, the Philadelphia Eagles from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, we're going to stick on the defensive line. Again, the Eagles have a little plethora. I could also see them drafting or trading back to accumulate a little bit more assets. I think they address another defensive line. They add to their wealth of riches, and they stay in PA. And so down the turn, if I can get Kalijah Canty, uh, defense lineman from Pitt, kind of again shooting up draft boards, and yeah, he's another one of those prospects that came on late and addresses the need and just adds. Yeah, Philadelphia Philadelphia's defense is definitely going to be an improvement uh, throughout this draft. Um, again, Kalijah Canty is good for me the second best defensive interior player in the trap behind Jalen Carter. I've heard I've heard he's drawn a lot of comparisons to Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald was an undersized defensive tackle at Pitt and Cancy's kind of the same deal. Well but apparently Cancy's pretty small for a D tackle. Okay. Next pick coming up, number eleven, the Titans. Titans could go couple of different places. I have them going offense just because they need offensive help badly. Could I have them taking? And again, people are going to say it's biased. I don't care. Um, the best wide receiver in this draft class, Quentin Johnson from TCU. For what it's worth, McShay has them taking a wide receiver, but it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ooh. <laughs> and I think to see him play. Next up, back to the Texans, number 12. Uh, from Cleveland. And they just stay in Columbus. They take Jackson Smith and Jeeva because, hey, I, I want my guy to play along with him. And also, the, the Texans need wide receiver help. Name a wide receiver in Houston, people, please. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone got a name? Nope. Right. That's why. Okay. <laughs> Okay, he, he has a point. So now coming up next, number thirteen, J E T S, Jets, 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 Jets. Now is this before or after they get Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. You don't think he is? I I mean, if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. Like, no, yeah, if no. he's been pushed they, back. I don't know. Like, it's probably going to happen like, right before draft night or on draft night. Right. But who, I, who do the Jets pick? 
I, I think if it stays, I think they they get Pete Skaronsky from Northwestern just because they need offensive line help to protect whatever quarterback's back there. And could they go defense? Yes, but I think going offense here and protecting, kind of shoring up that offense to make it as dominant as the defense has shown to be, yeah. Yeah, Pete Skaronsky is a perfect fit here. That would be the first offensive lineman off the board in your draft. Uh, Nick Shea has them uh, taking uh, from the Ohio State University, Paris Johnson. Okay. And 14. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see Johnson. I, I think Jets are definitely going tackle for sure. They're going offensive line. It's just a matter of do the Bears use common sense to get offensive linemen I don't think they will. A lot of people think that they should. Yeah. So that's kind of where Skaronsky gets. Because, I, yeah, I don't think Skaronsky falls past the Jets either way. Now we got four, picks 14, 15, and 16, Patriots, Packers, and the Washington Commanders, whose logo looks like waste management logo. Go through those three real quick because we, we're limited on time because we want to get to that 18th pick with the Lions. So who do those three teams pick? 14, 15, 16. Sorry, 14, the Patriots take Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher for Iowa. 15, the Green Bay Packers go unconventional and get Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. And the Washington Waste Management gets the first guard, their official guard, Osiris Torrance from Florida to help their offensive line. All right, now 17 is your team. Oh, I think I know where he's going to go here. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and then we'll round out with the Lions. 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers select. Coming home, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, let me show you my shocked face. Well, since we're on radio and they can't see it, he does not look shocked. We have to describe it. You can't even probably see his face on our live stream. I mean, third best best corner in the draft, obviously, just kind of falls Falling into his lap, I mean, you know, it's, well, it's, it's, it's meant to happen. It's meant to happen. Well, McShay has you going, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia to shore to help shore up your offensive line. We don't need offensive line help. I'm sorry, Todd. I, I love you, but second, we need secondary help. If 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 Todd McShay, if you've watched any Steelers game, I can tell you we need secondary help. All right, trust me. We need secondary more than we need offensive line. You know we what need I, offensive line. We got I, like four of them from Philadelphia. You know what I feel bad for is some of these players who play on the team already, and then you're talking about the draft, and we need help at that. And you just, and the, if a player hears that, they're like, "Man, they think I'm really ass at my position because they're trying to draft a kid to replace me." But I mean, it's part of the business. Cam Sutton left, so like we need to replace him, and yeah. Yeah, we're just like the Bears. We need offensive line. I bet you Bears offensive linemen are like, man, I don't think I was that bad, was I? And it's like, yeah, you were pretty bad. Um, number 18, drum roll, please. The Detroit Kittens, who live in the sandbox called Ford Field, select. Michael Meyer, the tight end from Notre Dame. No. Oh, what do you don't like about this pick, Frank? <sighs> I mean... You need a tight end. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that, David. But I was. McShay had him going running back and taking Bijan Robinson, which I personally wouldn't have gone that way. I think 
I would have said if uh, if Torrance was available, I'd go there, shore up the offensive line, and make that stronger. I mean, maybe here you gra- you possibly grab a corner that's available. Well, if Porter falls, you get him, him, or maybe end up trading down a little bit. Hit, hit. But of course, actually, you mentioned tight ends going. Dalton Cade's not projected to go until 24th to uh, your pet team. And then Baby Gronk was expected to go to America's team at 26. Hmm. No, I I think, yeah. If TJ Hawkinson didn't leave, I think, obviously, then I would go cornerback here. Or defense, probably defensive line, I would probably have gone Dolan Smith. Ed Rush from Georgia or Brian Breesey. Um But yeah, I think Meyer, getting another offensive weapon, one that everyone's saying is kind of a pure, kind of polished, tied in that, you know, is a pass catcher and has that ability. That could be, yeah, be another weapon. I don't, I don't see running back this early. I, I just don't. All right. Well, thank you, David, for doing your mock draft. Anything going on for the weekend? Uh, no, watching Premier League uh, football now. Get ready for a little bit of NBA playoff basketball and, I guess, watch baseball maybe? Mm, the regular season ends on Sunday, so next week we'll talk about that. I will be at an AAU tournament, so we probably have the tape. Thanks, David. All right, see you next week. Yeah. Frank? I've got baseball, a lot of baseball coming up, so I'm going to be out for a lot of Saturdays. Likely not. I might be one day in May I get back in. We'll see. Well, I got AAU tournaments. I know, so it might not be until after Memorial Day if that's the case. Mm, Yeah, Memorial Day weekend, I'm in a tournament as well. Yeah, because I know I got to announce baseball at Blissfield that weekend. By the way, they had a spring game this week, uh, just uh, an hour ago or so at at the Glass Bowl, so that's pretty cool. But, uh, Frank, once again, good show. Um, you can always re-listen to us on 88.3 WGT. After further review on SoundCloud and on iTunes, make sure you subscribe to that and listen to our segments. We're normally on usually 11.30 to about 2 here on live radio. And uh, it was another good show here. Another one wrapped up in the books for Frank and David. I'm Derek Lawson. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. We're out. 88.3 WGT's after further review.